Good evening, good morrow, and good morning, everyone. My name is Mikhail Moonstrung, and we're, we're here. It's Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. I am shooketh. I am blown away that we have made it yet again around the wheel of the year to rest at again Samhain. Samhain. Now, Samhain is a remarkable point. Vernally, throughout the seasons, throughout the shifts, we find that Samhain is a time which connects not only to some deep evocative imagery of our past, but as well to a time of introspection in our life. There are places, points, there are there are times where shit gets a little bit spooky, I'll be entirely honest with you. And it's not, it's, Halloween is a scary place to be. Over here in the mountain time zone, it's almost 3.33, 3.33 on Halloween. And, uh, wonderful Halloween it is to everybody. But Halloween, when we look at it on a magical level, on a spiritual level, well, this is a... This is a season for us to take advantage of some very unique kinds of magic, some very unique kinds of change. Now, many times it becomes, uh, you know, we really, we focus on the good food. We focus on the, like, shit, it's getting cold outside and I need to start bundling up. And very similarly, when we go into this point of into the winter, into this point where our, our world is getting darker, our world is getting less sunny, less bright, less warm, our thoughts are less the driving force. Now we are being driven by our emotions into the spooky woods, into that place where we have to figure out why are we feeling this? Why? Are, what are we going to do? In the, like we, we don't get to walk back outside. You know, I think about it. We were in a, my family and I, we lived in a tiny house there for three years, uh, a, a bit back, well, about two years ago now. And being in a tiny house is fantastic, and they, they, they don't tell you that it's great as long as you can get the fuck out of it. But when winter shows up, you don't get to get out of it. You don't get to get out of the tiny house because it's really, really cold. <laughs> you, you just, ah, so you're stuck inside. And in being stuck inside, I'll be honest, it sucks. It's great. It's warm, but it's like, man, like, man I just want to get out. I want to run. I want to do something. I need to not be... I really need to not be here, not be in here with her. I just I need to breathe. And I'll, there would be times where I would force myself to go out into the cold, force myself to go out into the not fun place because I couldn't stand to be inside. Now, I, I, when I, I go inside my head, there's many voices. There's many things that I, I really don't like shit that I've said throughout the year, things that I feel, things that I've tucked away into boxes and buried in the bottom of closets with... I'd never remember it, but inevitably what happens is that odor, that sensation, that engagement, it grows. It comes leeching out of the closet. And I have to do something about it. That the, 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 the voices in my head, which would call and cause me to be very attentive to things in their order. You know, the, the cleaners... The OCD parts to say it must be this way. Inevitably, there is a part of you which will call all kinds of crazy shit out from the depths of you, of your psyche, of your conscious for you to deal with. And the winter oftentimes is when this happens. Now, it's, it's important to know uh, the winter is not always just the physical winter. There are times in life where you are bound by... You're bound by a proverbial winter, by a winter which is, you know, it could be the middle of the fucking summer, but, you're, but your life is desolate. There is not life. There is not energy for you to do anything with. It's almost an internally cold place. 
this this is the winter of the mind this is the winter of the self and oftentimes the the body will line itself up with nature because it's given such visible symbols outwardly you look and you see the trees begin to lose their leaves and unconsciously your mind connects into a seasonal shift that it has perceived since it started observing them and so halloween becomes this deep point of introspection Sawen for us wiccans for us or not wiccans um maybe 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 if you're a wiccan you, you claim the ta- the the title the thingy midgigger of Sawin. but for me i like Sawin because it's not halloween halloween clicks and pulls up these images in my head of you know costumes and candy and and very western culture very western society of how do we how do we celebrate this time and so for me i like Sawin because it connects into not not the candy giving, but into this spooky system of spirituality, into a system where it's like, all right, now I have to look in. Now I have to look inward. When we look at within common culture, common tradition, we, we, we learn that within this point, between this midpoint between summer and winter, the veil itself is thin. That those which exist on one side of consciousness are visible to the unconscious. That those who are lost in the sleeping parts of the earth of our minds and memories, that this is a season whereby we pass them. We see them as we are entering into this desert, into this winter. And I'll be honest, I've, I've definitely held it to be true. Now, personally, if, if you know me, if you know my practice, then you know I love the night. I love the darkness. I love all of the things by which create my practice to be evocative of the spirit, not necessarily the physical. You know, Don't get me wrong, I love the whole May Day celebration. I love the gathering around and it's sunny and drinking, but I like the fire. I like when it's dark as shit outside and there's a roaring fire in the center and that is your focal point. And so when we travel into this season in our life, there is so much that we have to focus on, so many things that we have to place unique attention on. Because it's about introspection. It's about looking within to find that fire, to find that light. Because if you're looking outward, you'll find that all of the world around you, nature in these engagements, it's, it's ushering you to, to go, oh, shit. There is not life out and abundant. But there is a, there, like, you unconsciously are perceiving the world turning inward. And so you are forced to do the same. And there are those, like myself, who love the winter. I do. I, I love introspection. I love getting to go in and journey within and not really having to people as much. Uh, usually the winter was when it's like, oh, I'm sorry. No, I can't go out to the park today. It's too cold. Uh, being back from good old Joplin, Missouri, the winters suck. And the humidity there makes the winters extra suck. And so when it would come around, it's like, oh, I'm really, it's just like it was, it was a really easy excuse to justify not going fucking anywhere. And I loved it. Loved it. Then we came into the lovely COVID times. And now we're just like, yeah, that's what we did. We just, we just, we ignore each other. We don't. And so I I get a little bit accustomed to it. But I'll be honest. Now I'm like, well, shit, I haven't talked to anybody throughout the summer or the fall. Like, I'm like, I'm, hmm. And as, (laughs) as we're getting deeply into this, this point of Samhain, of the winter, of this vernal shift, Let's take a moment and, and figure out something fun to do with it. And that's where Samhain, I guess that's really, that's really where the power of Samhain kicks in. Is because we need to do something momentous before we're thrown into this 
point of introspection. We need to make something count. And the way that we attach such value, such matter and meaning in our life oftentimes stems from our, our family. It stems from the people by which we have chosen to celebrate and spend our life with. As we do that, as we focus on the things that we don't have anymore, and if, if that's ancestral veneration, if it's remembrance, if it's just being a kid again, you know, all of these things are very powerful systems of magic whereby we, we make a momentous change. Now, it's not always a change that we get, that we understand, but it's a change whereby we make an acceptance that we are no longer where we were. You, it doesn't necessarily matter what opinions you have on spirituality, on occults, on magic. You can't doubt that when fall arrives, there's a moment where it really does start to get darker and colder, and it is no longer warmer and brighter. These bring up very evocative sensations and images for many of us, for me especially. In fact, I've built my whole practice around understanding and engaging with these universal natural cycles which I observe around myself. When we look to nature as our, as our big mama, as our lovely teacher, to, to guide us, instruct us, to teach us, and torment us, well then we see that in nature, it's bound by cycles, acti moments of great active engagement, moments of friction on a cellular level between the sun itself and everything that is underneath that light. And other times when it's, it's paused, it's breathing, it's not really doing anything, it's passive, it's slow. And then there's two transition points between these, these, these poles. Really hot, really cold, and then you got the mid-boys. You got the middle points. And in those middle points, we find that you have perspective because you get to see a little bit of both. You get to see a little bit of the heat, a little bit of the winter. Now, the way that we celebrate here at Hippie Queen Productions, the way that we like to celebrate Sawin, is by engaging in active acknowledgement, one, of what we are about to go do but to, to take advantage of that perspective. These are days where we, we place a lot, you know, we make sure to pour an extra cup of coffee for our grandma and grandpa, for our family and our ancestors who have passed, not just in this life, but in all lives. To acknowledge and accept the deep unconscious record and archive that we're all contributing to by our life and by our existence. And that as like leaves falling from the tree, we fall into the earth again and our world takes on a whole new form. We embrace and we acknowledge the beauty and the life that comes and emanates from being able to be supported by everything that has come before us. One way to look at this within nature is that the soil, the topsoil that, that you stand on, that your house is built on, that, that, that is so easily taken for granted. This would not and could not ever be if it were not for millions, if not trillions and of unknown bits of life, bits of form, having died, passed through it, and imparted their very most finite nature. To you look at the beach, right? The beach is sand. Well, sand is a bunch of rocks. They're actually tiny, but they're still rocks. So... When we engage in this, this point of realizing that you are not the byproduct of you, but the byproduct of 
in infinite version, in infinite amounts of you who have come before to lead to this very moment, your ancestors, your great-grandparents, you're just the, that, that great, 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 all of the fuckers who fucked at the right time to make you, you, this is important. They are like, when we look at this time, this perspective between active nature and passive nature in summer and winter, we're sitting at the vernal mark of Samhain, of Halloween. Here we have perspective of life and death, of beginning and the end. And so when we take the opportunity to look at our ancestors, look at the people who have truly entered into a point of an end, as we are entering to a point of an end, oh my jibble jibble jubbles, the experiences that you can have engaging with your family, family that, that is so long past from you, it's insane. There will be moments whereby you can be cooking that pumpkin pie. And I'm, I'm going to be real with you, Boo Berries. What I am about, what I'm going to be starting here soon is this process of heading into the kitchen and cooking. One of my favorite ways that we engage with our ancestors, with my, with my, my grandma, my grandpa, with my, my lost family who, who has entered into that hall forged and made by the hands, not of flesh. It's by cooking. I love cooking. I love being in the kitchen. You know, if you've ever cooked a good meal and you've seen somebody eat and enjoy it, well, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Food is such a powerful sensation that around Samhain, around any holiday, espit, sabbat combination therein, when you choose to make it matter, make it meaningful by, by yumminess, by the foods, by the engagement of your body, you know, you, know, you, want, it, you want to taste it. You want to just like, nah. But you, you want to be physically connected to it on an emotional level. You know, the things that you eat, the things that you're doing, you want them to be something that is going to bring up that positive emotional response. But is it going to be so fucking bad for you that your body, your mind, your rationale, your reason and logic is going to tell you to stop it? No, you want it so that you can, you can be balanced, but that you're engaging all parts. So we talk about ritual and magic and the power in all of it, it has to do with when you can engage all parts of yourself to work in one direction, you will experience magic. So if you're making food, if it's cereal in the morning, if it's breakfast, if it's this big fancy family holiday dinner, it doesn't matter. All of these little moments can be made incredibly magical and make manifestation physically in your world to change everything for you. If all you do, all you have to do is make your mind think about it. Like really think about it. Think about when you're trying to solve a math problem that was difficult. Like you need to really be thinking. You want your body to be doing something. You want to physically be, if we're talking about food, well, I mean, you should be either cooking, you should be eating, and there's something, you want your food to create that physical response that you are craving, that you're desiring. And then likewise, you want to have an emotional connection to it. You need your body to feel in love, to feel satisfied, to be like, oh, yes, bring on the whipped cream, cover me in it. You, you, you want these sensations and if you can get all three of these parts of yourself these three parts of you to work in harmony to each other and again you do that by a bunch of different ways but so if you can do that you a beautiful beautiful family you will experience change and magic like nothing else but the reality is the only way you can get to that point is with perspective you need perspective perspective of where you are right now and all of the places and things that had to have happened to bring you to this point. 
Having that perspective is key. That's the that's the secrets of the magician, the secrets of the witch, is having that perspective. So as we engage and we go forth from this place and into this place, one, we wish you a happy, happy Halloween. A mighty sacred Samhain. May today be spooky. And may your entirety be founded in remembrance of where you came from and acknowledgement of where you're going. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mikhail Moonstrom. Have a happy Halloween. Hey, thank you for joining us and making it this far in our podcast. Remember that if you want feedback or engagement, or likewise, if you would like to contribute to the content that we create here at Hippie Queen Productions, head over to our Facebook page. Reach out, message us, let us know what you want to see and what kind of things you'd like to engage with. Remember as well that if you're curious, if you want to learn and grow on an esoteric or educational level, we host and teach courses over at howlingwindswellness.com and over on our website, hippiequeenproductions.com. Love you, beautifuls, so much. You really are the reason that we get to do this. We appreciate your time just listening. Be well and be blessed.